Hi everyone, I'm Jen, I'm Freshers Music Team Manager and I'm actually on my own this week recording the very first Hub Show of semester two of the year. Um, me and Tom were both super busy so we could not find a time that we could both record at. So I am flying solo, uh, which means that the Hub Show is uh, has basically gone entirely off the rails because I am really scraping the bottom of the barrel of my creativity this week. Um, because it's uh, quite early on in the semester, there's not that many people of the music team that have anything that they can contribute to us which is totally fair enough um but I have come up with two uh mildly hilarious ideas for the other hour that we will not be featuring the top 10 in so uh, I am got <laughs> Holly our social media manager and um, she's incredible if you have been seeing our social media recently it's super funny and our engagement has gone up weight like so much and that's 100% down to her and she is going to be joining me. <laughs> We're going to deb be debating Taylor Swift's two newest albums, Folklore and Evermore. We're going to debate which one we think is best and why and we're going to be playing some tracks off of it and I'm super excited to have her on here to do that. I think it's going to be really funny and for those of you who don't know, Folklore was like one of my favourite albums of 2020, if not my favourite one, and I loved Evermore too. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And then the other thing that I'm going to be doing, um, we usually like to get people on to the Hub Show to do things like a specialist music hour if there's something that people know a lot about. And what I know a lot about is like 2000s and 2010s emo music because I was an emo when I was like 12 or 13. Um, and that was my music taste for years. So I have, I have a good knowledge of that. Um, I'm going to be playing like the well-known ones. I'm going to be playing bangers. So it's a lot of nostalgia, people, I'm hopefully you will enjoy it. I don't really have anything scripted to say about them, I am literally just going to talk about the songs and my experience of listening to them and uh, why I like them or why I used to like them. So hopefully that will be good fun for people uh, and then obviously we have got the top 10 as normal so the show is kind of going to go like our numbers 10 to number 3 uh, and then I will probably descend into chaos and talk about 2010's emo music and then also debate folklore and evermore by taylor swift with holly our social media manager and then we will be playing our number two and our number one tracks from the past month or actually it's the past couple of months because this was our first meeting after the holidays so there was a lot of ground to cover from our last meeting so there's a lot of songs that are quite a bit older than a month on this list but it should be a nice catch-up for those of you who maybe didn't listen to much music for the holidays so yeah we were going to get started off with our top 10. So our number 10 track this week um, is a song by a Polish rapper called, I'm gonna guess that it's K Bonafide and it's also featuring Mick Jenkins. Uh, K Bonafide is one of the biggest selling Polish rappers of all time apparently um, and he actually owns his own record label. He sold like hundreds of thousands of records in Poland and he's won quite a lot of like Polish music awards. Uh, this song was brought in by our music team member Natalia who is Polish herself. She said that she's going to start introducing us to more Polish rap because she listens to a lot of Polish rappers so maybe keep an eye out for that for the rest of the semester but um yeah we actually all really enjoyed this one we had loads of tracks last week i think we had like maybe 25 so anything that made it into the top 10 was like really highly thought of by like most of if not all of us so this is a really solid top 10 this week and um, but yeah this is our number 10 pick this is called matcha latte by k bonafide Zimna matcha latte Robi jogę, leci gangsta rapy Miałem całe lato skakać w trasie No a siedzę w chacie, robię kasę na herbacie Yo. Kubek za odwołane show Kumple mają gorzej, bo chcą manę, ale skąd? Moje miasto zawirusowane, ale co? W głowie chyba już poukładane, panie Freud Spokojnie robię, co kocham 
za oknem modern holokaust Na poczcie pozew od Jopale Tata Maty to mój adwokat a, Także się nie przejmuję wcale Podlewam roślinę, oglądam anime na Netflixie W moim tisie XXL Czekam aż słoneczko wyjdzie bo... Zamykam klapą jak Alcatel Legia przejebała z karabakiem A akurat dałem na nią nawet dwa niepaky Yo. Dobrze, że tylko to sto I dobrze, że odkułem się na Roland Garros Polska radość, tu się kończy, mam dość Bo nawet na Fedro ma lepszy skład niż nasz rząd Yo. Spokojnie robię co kocham Za oknem modern holokaust Na poczcie pozew od Jopale Tata Maty to mój adwokat o, Jeszcze wyhodowałem chwasty Typ z mojej wytwórni tłuk kobiety jak ćwiartki Palę się ze wstydu jak kalifornijskie laski Dziś mu nie poświęcę nawet milimetra kartki
was Viagra Boys there with Girls and Boys and before that we had uh, K-Bonafide with Matcha Latte featuring Mick Jenkins. Uh, Viagra Boys are a post-punk Viagra Boys are a post-punk band from Sweden and they're really beloved by a lot of like like music lovers Um, and this is off of their second album which was released on the 8th of this month and is called Welfare Jazz and is a follow-up to their 2010 2018 debut album Streetworms, uh, which won an award at the Independent Music Companies Association for Best Album that year. Um, I was really happy to listen to this one this week. I've heard such incredible things about Viagra Boys music and I have never had the chance to check them out. So I was, I really welcomed listening to that in the music team meeting uh, and we all thought really highly of it. So yeah, um, I'm going to be checking out that album and I'm very excited to hear it. Um, But yeah, that was Viagra Boys there. 
Coming up now is a song by Ashniko, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, this is off of her debut mixtape, which came out this month too. Um, apparently she had a big song on TikTok a couple of years ago, I think in 2019, I think it was called Stupid. Um, so you might recognise her from that. Um, the mixtape that this song is off of is actually spoken quite highly of um, by a few of our music team members. Um, they say it's like super fun to dance to and also like quite funny. So if you like the sound of that and if you like the sound of the track that I'm about to play, then maybe check that out. Check that out. Um, and know that it does come well recommended by our incredible music team. Uh, and this song was really fun to bop to in our meeting uh, and it features Kellis of Milkshake fame. So yeah, this came out on the 15th of January this year uh, and this is Ashniko and Kellis with Deal With It. I don't need a man, I need a puppy. Allergic to you. Me. Emotional maturity for dummies I don't have the time to pretend you're funny I'm back, I'm better I put that teddy bear you gave me in a blender I drew it again on all your sweatshirts I hate you so much right now
that was Celeste there with Love Is Back following Kellis and Ashniko with Deal With It. Um, Celeste has the, one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. It's so incredible, um, a really like soulful voice. Um, you probably know Celeste um, from the past couple of years. She won, I think, Rising Star at the Brit Awards in 2019. And she sort of rose to fame with the beautiful, beautiful track Strange, which I absolutely love. Compared a lot to Amy Winehouse because of her style of music. And I think you can definitely hear why on a track like that. Um, it's like really super reminiscent of Amy Winehouse's music. Um, and I, I absolutely love that sound. So I love that track. I was actually just reading about Celeste there and um, she moved to London initially with £100 and she got fired from her first job because she kept missing shifts to go and make music. So um, you can see how important it is to her and how dedicated she is to it. Um, but yeah, I love her music and that was a track we'd actually all been talking about over the past couple of weeks before we even had our first meeting um, and we all really liked it. So it's nice to see that that energy was carried into the top 10 this week and I was really excited that that got so high up. Next up we have the newest release by SZA, um, it's her second release of her own since her 2017 album Control, which is one of my favourite albums of all time. Um, this track was actually initially teased at the end of the music video for Hit Different, which she released um, last year, and her fans could not rest until they had the full song in their hands, so she like has been talk, sort of talking about it on Twitter how she like worked really hard to get it done she said she completely changed her plan for what the next single was supposed to be and released Good Days instead which is the song I'm about to play uh, the song is really really beautiful it features Jacob Collier and backing vocals throughout and then also he has a bit in the intro the outro which is lovely um, she dropped this track actually on Christmas Day last year and I think it was like probably the best Christmas present any of us could could have ever received. Um, despite being released six days before the end of the year, I still think this is actually one of my favourite songs that was released in 2020. Um, I cannot wait to see what she comes out with next. She is one of my absolute favourites and I just think this track is so, so stunning. So yeah, this is SZA with Good Days.
또 다시 원해 내 곁에 yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to cry, cry for me 너 연기라도 해 빨리 cry for me Make it rain for, for and for That was twice there with Cry For Me and before that we had SZA with Good Days. And I've totally forgot, I've realised I've totally forgotten to be saying the numbers as I've been doing those. So um, SZA was our track six and now this song is going to be our track five. I will try and remember to do it for the other ones. Sorry if that was minorly confusing listening to it, but they have been in order. So you can sort of try and work out like whereabouts things were. So at number five there we had Twice uh, with Cry For Me. Twice are a K-pop band which um, we've featured a few, time, few times on the Hub Show this year thanks to Michael who is uh, Fresher's head of production and our resident K-pop expert in the music team. Uh, apparently they're the best-selling K-pop girl brand of all time which is very cool and I always really like to hear uh, their music when Michael brings it to meetings so I'm really enjoying hearing a bit more from them. Um, they're super hard-working. They've come out with like, I don't even know how many, I couldn't even count on Spotify but like loads and loads of albums um, since 2016 which is when they were formed um, and I think we'll probably have continue we'll probably continue to have consistent releases from them uh, this semester so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, that song came out on the 18th of December last year and it was a promotional single for their upcoming album which is expected to come out at some point this year. So next up in our number four spot we have uh, a remix of a song by Sophie. Uh, for those of you who don't know Sophie she is a um, Scottish producer and pop artist. She makes and produces a lot of the hyper pop and sort of PC music um, that's like really popular nowadays, um, sort of a la like Charlie XCX, Kim Petras, um, that type of sound. Um, she's worked with such a cool range of people. I think on her Wikipedia page it said she'd even worked with Madonna, which is insane. Um, and she obviously also makes her own music too. So this is a remix of a song that she released in 2013 called, I'm going to say it's called BIP, it's all caps B I P. Um, and she released this in 2013 and it was one of her like early songs and it got her quite a lot of attention and sort of kick-started a bit of her career. Um, but this is a remix that actually came out on the 14th of January by a Manchester electronic duo called Otecher. I don't know how that's, I don't 100% know how it's pronounced, but yeah, so this is uh, Otecher with their remix of Sophie's Bip. Thank you. 
said that I've been acting different, yeah Funny how I finally flipped the script on ya yeah. When you the one who's double dipping, yeah You so sloppy how I caught you slipping, up. Uh. You're off the lease, run me my keys No more popping up the hitty, yeah I ain't even got the miles to trip on ya No phone, who is this? Brand new, like the whip Rack it up, no assist Make it find average Wake up, beat a zip Hennessy Take a sip, look at my jeans, I'm too thick I ain't got no room for extra baggage Don't forget to come and pick up your No leave no pieces You need to hurry and pick up your this week that was Jasmine Sullivan with Pick Up Your Feelings and before that at number four we had Sophie with Bep and it was a remix by uh, Otecher. I still don't know if I'm saying that right or not. Um, So yeah that is a brand new track off of Jasmine Sullivan's newest album Hotels. It's spelled H-E-A-U-X. 
Um, it is such a stunning release in my opinion. She makes this incredible sort of R&B soul music with a really, really amazing powerhouse vocals. Um, you might actually know her from Bust Your Windows, which was number one featured in Glee and number two did the rounds on TikTok kind of recently. Um, the album that that song is taken from is structured really incredibly. It has like eight tracks and six spoken word interludes throughout. And each of the interludes takes the form of a different woman telling a story about like love or relationships or one night stand. And I really, really love the album. That song is so catchy and it, I think it really shows off her amazing voice. So that was my pick from the album and I'm glad that everyone on the music team enjoyed it just as much as me. So yeah, at number three, that was Pick Up Your Feelings by Jasmine Sullivan. Uh, so we are now going to move on to uh, the chaos section of the show um, where I have run out of ideas of anything and uh, I am here with Holly, our social media manager, and we are basically going to be debating Taylor Swift's newest releases, Folklore and Evermore. Uh, and I don't know if we'll actually, if we'll reach a conclusion, but we're just going to talk about them. We're probably going to play some songs from them, so sorry anyone that doesn't like Taylor Swift. I think we will probably be playing at least four. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't even know what form <laughs> like structure this debate is going to take, but we're just going to sort of, I guess, uh, lay out our case for each album and talk about it a little bit and uh, maybe reach a conclusion. Vintage tea, brand new phone High heels on, cobblestones When you are young they assume you know nothing Sequin smile, black lipstick Sensual politics When you are young they assume you know nothing But I knew you, dancing in your Hot beat on the high 
so I'm here with Holly. She is our social media manager for Fresh Air. She's on our committee and she's a fellow Taylor Swift stan. I probably shouldn't admit yes. that as the head of music for Fresh Air because I might get hate for it, but. What? Stop. I hate the Taylor Swift hate. <laughs> Me too. It's ridiculous. If, she's like, yeah, if I, I went on Mastermind, if I went on Mastermind, she would be my special subject. Oh, I already know. It would, be actually, it would actually be very hard though, I think, because she's just so much problematic. Um, well, so basically, I was doing a social, I was doing a takeover for Freshers Instagram today, and uh, I talked about Folklore being one of my favourite albums of 2020, and Holly asked me uh, whether I preferred Folklore evermore, and it gave me the idea that um, we should talk about it, because yeah. I think there's a good case for both. I think we might both be on the same side. Folklore is my pick out of the two. Oh, I don't know. My choice does fluctuate day by day, mood by mood. I think that's fair, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think we're going to talk about folklore and then we'll talk about Evermore and then we'll see if we can reach a neutral conclusion. We'll yeah, try let's and not to let our bias get in the way. Um, and I'm definitely going to play like four Taylor Swift songs as we're doing this. So uh, everyone's just going to have to deal with that. Um, yeah, I've written like one sentence of, of notes. So if we want to kickstart, what I've written down is folklore <laughs> arguably has better songwriting. And the reason I've justified that with is the like the love triangle that flows throughout yeah i was gonna say about that i think that's really interesting and like not something she's done before as well i think that's such a big part of like my enjoyment of folklore was that it was so different from her previous discography and like because it was literally like i am dropping this album tonight and then it came out and it was like so new it was such an enjoyable experience to hear it for the first time and i feel like so much of like the excitement with her as well is like you know how she drops these hints like on instagram or like like hints in the lyrics and stuff and it's mm-hmm. like an investigation about when actually. she's gonna release next music but then it was actually like that in the album itself where like you're connecting yeah, the dots so between like this love triangle and it was so cool so true and i think like you know she, she talked about it in the the disney plus the long pond sessions when she was saying that her music is usually very autobiographical so to like write from other people's perspectives is something really new for her and I think the fact that she's done that for the first time and at the same time she's written from so many different perspectives and then like even gotten like one story throughout three different songs all told from different people's perspectives and none of them being her is so crazy. I would say as well too like just because of the time it was released would probably tinges our love for it because it was like a really rubbish time. I think that's a huge part of my enjoyment of it as well and I think a lot of people like don't seem to recognize it as like a such a formative quarantine album but I think it is like with tracks like Epiphany and also sort of the mention and mirror ball of like whatever I can't remember the lyric when she says they like shut the circus down or whatever yeah. but then only argument I think not my only argument that sounds really bad I love Evermore too my argument I think in favor of Evermore is that I think Evermore brings together the rest of her discography really well like it kind of covers a wider range of sounds in the terms of like yeah. her discography is really wide ranging in terms of like country, pop, like now indie. And I feel like Evermore brings the, a lot of those quite nicely together. And also Evermore is like more experimental. There's tracks like Closure, where she literally borrowed like Bonnie Vera's vocoder and things like that to like do the back. Yeah. It's so interesting to listen to. I do feel though that when I'm listening to Evermore, there are more skips for me though. And folklore, like I feel like folklore's like a no skip, but I have the track list here in front of me. I'm like going through it. I would also say I prefer Willow as a lead single than Cardigan. Oh my god, no. Jen's got a shocked face right now. Really? Cardigan's my favorite track off of folklore. What? 
Yeah, I just think we're, it's really We're going to fight. We're going to throw hands. We're gonna, no, wait. Okay, this is actually a debate. Well, I disagree. I think Cardigan's a better lead single off of Folklore than Willow is from... What's your favourite track on both albums? Mm, well, Seven was my most listened to track of 2020. Mm. Like, completely. And, cool. like, my Spotify roundup, yeah. But Which I was surprised at, to be honest. Um, I would say on Folklore... I was obsessed with the Lex for a while. You know, the bonus track? Yeah, that is such a good one. And I was also obsessed with Peace for a, a long time. Oh, Unbelievable. I don't know. Really hard to pick. Cardigan was my most, most listened to song of 2020 because I went through such a phase that I don't listen to it as much now as I do to the other tracks on Folklore. Like, my favourites were, like, Cardigan, Invisible String, Peace, Oh, probably. that one's so nice. And then... Evermore, like, funny that you mentioned the lakes. I think Right Where You Left Me, one of the bonus tracks from Evermore, is like a fun callback to her, like, her country sort of stuff, which I think is also a nice element of Evermore, is that it sort of does that a little bit more than folklore does. Yeah. Well, did you see she performed Betty at the, like, the yeah. CMA or something, like, which was really nice? Uh huh. It was so nice. I was going to ask you, like, what do you think about, you know, how people say that she's like cosplaying as an indie artist? I think, oh, I don't know. That's and people kind of like get an- annoyed about it because, like, indie, like, originally what it's supposed to be, like, independent, very small, like, artists and stuff. And then she's like this huge mega star that's co- cosplaying it. I'm using like air quotes here. I think, like, the interesting thing, so I've touched on this on our Instagram story today for anyone that's listening on Friday. This was like two days ago now. Um, but <laughs> so The National are my favourite band of all time and have been for like years and years. And um, Aaron Dessner is the guitarist for The National and he is the one that produced both Folklore and Evermore. So um, a lot of the tracks that Taylor is singing over on Folklore Evermore are like national tracks that didn't get used. Um, so like this, the combination of that sound for me is like what I think is so perfect. And I think Number one, I think that argument is stupid, but I actually think that argument is even more stupid considering the fact that Taylor Swift like talks about consistently the fact that the National are one of her favourite bands too. Mm-hmm. And she went to a national show a few years ago and like she said that she really wanted to work with them for a while and she like reached out to Aaron. So it's not as if like her and I mean, no, I love Jack Antonoff, but like it's not as if her and Jack Antonoff sat down and they were like, How do we make an indie album? Like she got someone that's really high up in the indie world who's like really a really well thought of producer and like they made something together so I feel like I just feel like that argument just doesn't make sense yeah I don't I don't agree with it just because I don't know because she is so involved in the album I don't know I just think it's silly Mm. and just like her songwriting has always been like that and has always been really descriptive also like she takes so much influence on folklore and evermore from her previous stuff like um I can't even remember what song it is but in the sort of the long pond session she's talking about how she takes like so much influence from like the country style of songwriting where it's like you know like my husband left me and now I'm sad or whatever and it's like that drama oh, yeah. that's storytelling and she brings that to the indie sound I don't think you can see oh that was um that was last great American dynasty wasn't it yes yes I think but it's right. like and I, and I was that girl oh my god amazing Rebecca rode up on the afternoon train It was sunny Her salt box house on the coast Took a mind off St. Louis Bill was the heir to the Standard Oil name And money And the town said How did a middle class divorce They do it 
wedding was charming if a little gauche There's only so far new money goes They picked out a home and called it Holiday House Their parties were tasteful if a little loud The doctor had told him to settle down It must have been her fault his heart gave out And they said there goes the last great American dynasty a good songwriter and I think she literally is just bringing her own talent to like a slightly different sound like it's not like she's like I am the next Bonnie Iver I am the next the national yeah. like she's taking influence from these artists that she clearly thinks really highly of and then also mixing in with her own sound which I actually think is such a brilliant part of both of the albums yeah I I think it was like a natural progression for her to be honest mm. like she is like what like 30 one or something now yeah, totally. like she's not going to be making you know the speak now type record anymore like I think I think it's it's like she's done it perfectly I was even speaking to my friend about this the other day like um because we were talking about lover and we were saying I was just saying it's so weird that it flopped so much um but also it's not that weird because the singles she released were awful but like saying this is my friend he was saying like it actually 
like I completely agree with you like it was such a perfect time for her to change her sound because like I think it was getting a little bit too like bubblegum a little bit too like poppy and I think it's a really nice time to switch it up especially with where she is in her life like she's in a happy committed relationship too so it's like writing from other people's perspective is probably a natural progression in terms of like you don't have your own heartbreak to write about anymore yeah um, I love how this is turning into just us raving about her rather than saying which album is better. I can't. I don't even really have any points. I just think they're both fantastic. Um, <laughs> to be fair, they go together. Like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. They're like they should go together. And I know, like some I've seen, like on TikTok and stuff, people have like created playlists. You know, like yeah, of a new record or a new like order of the songs from both albums, which uh, is really cool. Um, like I will the- say, just that you mentioned the Bonnie Vare tracks. I don't like his part on Evermore the song. <gasps> no, I love it. Like I think um me forgetting the name of the other one. What's the other one called? Exile. Exile is better. I disagree. Evermore is I like Evermore more than I like Exile. Ooh. Yeah, a few tracks on I think this is also why my argument is more in favour of folklore is that there's there's a few tracks on Evermore that I do prefer to their counterpart on Folklore, but oh. I mostly prefer the songs on Folklore. So, like, if we're looking at, like, Evermore versus Exile, like, I prefer Evermore. But then if we're looking at, like, a lot of the other ones, like Cardigan versus Willow, I prefer like Cardigan Willow, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so it's, like, to me, it's just, like, my personal, like, is tends towards Folklore. But I do think there's so many standout tracks on Evermore too in comparison yeah. to some. What about, what's your take on the other features on Evermore? Um, what like the like national people? one, Coney Island. Well, so obviously, I, like, surely you love that. It's like so nice. I really like so well. A lot of actually, a lot of people that listen to Taylor do actually listen to the national. I'm on like the national subreddit, and there's loads of Taylor Swift stands. Um, but Matt Berninger, the lead singer of the National, who sings on Coney Island, he has like such a distinctive, like, really deep baritone voice. And um, for like regular listeners of the National, you can totally tell that Matt like dialed his voice back a tiny little bit Ooh. on Coney Island. And I think Ooh. it works really nicely with Taylor's voice. She has the sort of voice that goes so lovely with like so the sort of deep male indie voice, like works really well with like Bonnie yeah. Bear and like um the song with Gary Lightbody. Her their voices work so nicely together. Um, and I really like that he sort of altered his singing style just a little bit to like match hers so I really like Coney Island it's not one of my favorites on the album even though it's like two of my no. favorite artists, but it is still it's still lovely when I did see that that like collab was on Evermore I immediately thought of you I was like Jen is gonna was- go insane soul in two looking for you but you're right here if I can't relate to you any more than who am I related to and if this is the long haul how'd we get here so soon did I close my fist around something Delicate that I shatter you And I'm sitting on a bench in Coney Island Wondering where did my baby go The fast times, the bright lights, the merry-go-go Sorry for not making you my centerfold 
over and over Lost again with no surprises Disappointments close your eyes And it gets colder and colder When the sun goes down The question pounds my head What's a lifetime of achievement? If I pushed you to the edge But you were too polite to leave me Do you miss the rogue who coaxed you into paradise And left you there? Give my soul and you're too wise to trust me and too old to care Cause we were like the mall before the internet It was the one place to be The mischief, the gift-wrapped suburban dreams Sorry for not winning you an arcade ring Over and over Lost again with no surprises Disappointments close your eyes And it gets colder and colder When the sun goes down Were you waiting at a old spot In the tree line by the gold clock Did I leave you hanging every single day? Standing in the hallway with a big cake Happy birthday, did I paint your bluest skies The darkest grey, the universe way And when I got into the accident The sight that flashed before me was your face But when I walked up to the podium I think that I forgot to say your name I'm on a bench in Coney Island Wondering where did my baby go The fast times, the bright lights, the merry-gold Sorry for not making you my centerfold Over and over Lost again with no surprises Disappointments, close your eyes And it gets colder and colder necessarily like read a, the caption of folklore and go like oh my god that's four members of the national but my friend yeah. sent me it like oh my god new taylor album and i read the caption and i was like wait 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 wait, wait. you need to back up i've just seen aaron destner's name <laughs> in this instagram caption and then i was like this can't get any better it was it had like well like four out of the five or six members of the national worked on folklore when i saw the track on evermore that was like featuring the national i was like i don't how could this have even like i didn't think it could get better and then it did <laughs> You really won there. You won 2020 with that. It was insane. I remember the day Folklore dropped, I was like, 
doesn't this can't be real like how, and I remember listening to it and like the sound of folklore is so distinct like so distinctly the national and I remember it was literally like I was hearing like a national album but with Taylor Swift singing it and I was yeah. like that I've won like 2020 <laughs> is fine now <laughs> I that's what I said whenever she announced that I was like you know what I think it was like August wasn't it or July mm. or earlier I don't even know it was summer mm. But mm. I was like, you know what? This is going to get me through the rest of 2020. And it did. It did. I listened to it, like, I think probably every single day. The first, like, I was looking at my my last FM. The first day that I didn't listen to Folklore since Folklore came out was the day Evermore was dropped. <laughs> was oh, like, my God. All she had to do to stop me was literally just release another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really bad because I kind of, I'm not going to call it a rut, but I fell into a bit of a rut where I would only listen to that album. Oh, my God, like, me too. Folklore. And I, I couldn't like get out of it. Have you heard the um the theory that that song Gold Rush is about Carly Claus? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I can't. Like, why do people really insist on making that friendship something that it wasn't? Yeah, like that that is just so far removed. And there's another one that they think is about her too. I can't even Both think of them. And then um Oh, I was going to say earlier, actually, oh, when we were talking about like, the counterparts, like the love triangle and stuff, I really like the theory that Ivy is the perspective of... God, what is the... August? Yeah, Ivy is the perspective oh. of August. I really love that theory. Yeah. That's really, really nice. Um, I'm at the minute as well, too. I haven't stopped listening to Cowboy Like Me. Like I probably Amazing. Why do day. people hate it? And I think Marcus Mumford yes, helped I write that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And the tennis court was covered up with some tent-like thing. And you asked me to dance, but I said dancing is a dangerous game. Oh, I thought this is gonna be one of those things.
could be love I could be the way forward Only if they pay for it You're a bandit like me Eyes full of stars Hustling for the good life Never thought I'd meet you here It could be love We could be the way forward And I know I'll pay for it And the skeletons In both our closets Plotted hard to off this up And the old men that I've swindled Really did believe I was the one And the ladies nunching have their stories about When you pass through town Oh, that was all before I locked it down Now you hang from my lips like the gold My bed forever is the sweetest home I had some tricks up my sleeve Takes one to no one You're a coward like me And I'm never gonna love Okay, I, I feel like we're rambling. Yeah, do we have a do we have a, 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 a I don't have a conclusion here. My pick is folklore, and I feel like uh, I just basically explored why I like them both the whole time. So <laughs> my conclusion. Um, do I go folklore because I think it's no skips, or do I go Evermore because like some of my favorite songs are on it? Mm, that's you see, that's one. See, I like all the folklore songs, but I love more Evermore songs. Does that make sense? Ooh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go Evermore. Oh, just to spice it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just to That's... just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling feeling fought against. <laughs> yeah, um, that is our conclusion. Basically, uh, I'm picking folklore. Holly is picking Evermore. They're both fantastic albums. Uh, when I edit this, I, I will be interspersing Taylor Swift songs for everyone to listen to and enjoy. So if you liked the sound of them and you haven't listened to Folklore Evermore yet, you should obviously get on it. Thank you very much yes. to Holly for joining me for this, um, this Thanks for having me. debate. <laughs> from George Square to King's Buildings, from Potterow to Pleasance, this is Fresh Air. So thank you so much to Holly, our social media manager, for joining me for that um, Taylor Swift debate that sort of just turned into us talking about how much we love Taylor Swift. Um, the conclusion was just sort of that I like folklore and uh, Holly likes Evermore, but we both love both of them uh, a whole lot. So thank you to her for that idea. And also thank you so much to her for joining me. And um, that was really good one. So I have like half an hour left with this show to fill. And like I mentioned at the start, um, something I know a lot about is like 2000s, 2000s emo music because uh, I was big into emo music when I was like 12 or 13. Um, and I just think there's so many things that will be really fun to play and also um, 
no one else had any suggestions. So this is what happens when um, people let me run amok with the Hub Show. So starting us off, I'm going to be playing um, arguably one of my favourites out of that era and easily my favourite band out of um, the bands that I used to listen to. And I still listen to them a lot and that is Paramore. Um, Hayley Williams, of course, released her debut solo album last year, which was really fantastic. But um, Paramore, I have listened to since I think like 2012 and I still listen to them all the time. They're the band that I probably still listen to the most. Um, and I think probably one of my longest running favourite bands. So their music was really, really important to me and I just love it and I love everything that they come out with. Um, and I like that they continue to change up their sound. I think it keeps them really fresh and that's why they keep me listening so much. Um, like their album that came out in 2017 now, After Laughter, was so much fun. The sort of like 80s um, funk sound I just think was fantastic and it just really worked for them. Um, and so I just love their music. This track um, is not one of my absolute favourites of theirs for the sound, but for the story behind it. Um, <laughs> this is again just something I know about because of a uh, lived experience of being a Paramore stan. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Paramore have had a lot of um, personnel personnel changes like their entire time. Their lineup has changed quite a few times. The founding member founding members of Paramore um, included Josh and Zach Farrow, who were two brothers. Um, and Josh and Haley Williams were in a relationship for a while. And the album Brand New Eyes and a huge part of it was written about their relationship by Haley. Um, and then Josh and Zach both left Paramore uh, after sort of their breakup and a lot of like subsequent fighting. Um, this is sort of the way I, the way I can compare this, not in terms of musical style, but I guess in the story of it, is that this song was is sort of like Paramore's answer to Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. Um, Haley wrote this song when she was like when like none of the band were really speaking to each other and there was like so much going on within their personal relationships with each other and she wrote this song about it all and she played it to them and she talks about how that her playing this this song to them was like sort of the key to them all making up and making this album Brand New Eyes which is my favourite Paramore album and their music video for it if anyone recognises it if anyone hasn't seen it go and watch it it's like filmed like in a cupboard and they're all really close together and the whole idea was sort of to show that that's sort of what the song did to the band is that they brought them all close together and it sort of forced them to talk about the conflicts they were all facing so yeah this is I think just a fantastic song I just love Paramore so much I think they're easily my favourite out of all of the bands that I'm about to talk about um, and I think this song is great because it has such a good story behind it. Um, so yeah, this is Ignorance by Paramore. No 
So that was Ignorance by Paramore there, um, which I did talk about quite a lot before uh, the song came on, but just I, I think an absolute classic and just one that I think has a great story behind it and I think just really passes the test of time in my opinion. And so I, I just wanted to quickly talk about why I'm doing this like sort of emo sort of uh, section. And um, so like I said, I am the only person doing the hub show this week, so I really needed some some ideas and this is this is what I came up with because I have been listening to a lot of Paramore recently and also I've been listening to a lot of Bring Me the Horizon recently, um, which I will play in just a couple of songs. I will be playing A Banger by Bring Me the Horizon. Um, but I just wanted to also use this time to sort of advertise the point of um, the Hub Show is that we have the hour that we talk about the top 10 in and then we have another hour that's like completely free form. So things like advertising people's music shows or people that know a lot about music can come on and do specialist hours or will or we'll feature interviews, reviews um, or I don't know, we'll maybe just talk about some music that we really like ourselves. Um, so if you are listening to this and you have sort of any sort of genre or era or artist or anything about music that you know a lot about or you really like and you want to come on and do a section for us like I'm sort of doing with this emo 2000s thing then please get in touch we would love to hear it um, and if you have a music show and you want to maybe cut up, cut up like 10-15 minutes of one of your shows and send us it we can feature it and talk a little bit about it or we can get you guys on to talk about your shows and um, there's basically that hour can be used for loads of different things relating to music and the music team so if you have any ideas or if you would like to do anything for us please get in touch um, or you're going to be stuck with me doing things like 2000s emo hour every single week. So yeah, uh, that was Paramore there. And next up is a track by a band that were probably my favourite band when I still listened to like, when I still consistently listen to music like this, um, but are also the band that I listen to the least now, which is really interesting. It was like very much like an intense period of love for them. And that's All Time Low. They were sort of the band that got me into like this sort of like emo kind of music scene uh, when I was younger. And I think 
they remain the band that I've seen live the most. I think I saw them four times uh, over the course of a couple of years um, and their concerts were always really good fun and their music is still really good fun. I just am never drawn to listen to it to be honest um, but this was my absolute favourite track at the time. I think this was like one of the first all-time low songs I heard uh, is off the album Nothing Personal which was by far my favourite all-time low album and I think it's just such a classic and the whole sound of the album is so nostalgic like tracks like Weightless um, and yeah I hope I hope that all the tracks that I'm playing will maybe take some people back a couple of years and sort of give everyone the sort of nostalgic emo vibes that I'm aiming for and I think this is the perfect example of that so this is Lost in Stereo by All Time Low.
that was all time low there with Lost in Stereo, which is an absolute classic in my opinion. And I hope that was a really good like throwback sort of nostalgic trip for people that are listening. Uh, up next is a song by My Chemical Romance, who I actually didn't listen to as much as um, I listened to other bands. And I also probably didn't listen to them nearly as much as other people that had a similar phase listened to them. But I do think they're fantastic. And I still think The Black Parade is an incredible album. Um, this song is actually one that I probably listen to more now than I did back then. Um, I didn't listen to, as I said, I didn't listen to a huge amount of their discography, but I think this track is fantastic. And it also did the rounds quite recently on TikTok because people mashed it up with uh, All I Wanted by Paramore, which is an incredible Paramore song. And I thought the mashup was so, so nice and it reminded me how much I love this song. Um, the reason I'm picking a My Chemical Romance one is not only just because so many people love My Chemical Romance, but also because them breaking up was like, I remember, I think it must've been 2013. It's just, it was like such a moment that I remember so clearly. I remember like everyone that was like you know sort of in that sort of tumblr twitter like emo sort of phase um at the same time as me and it was when they broke up and I remember it being such big news and it was like so shocking um so yeah I feel like that was just a really a really key moment in sort of like 2010 sort of emo music so I really wanted to honor them with a track this uh this week and this is my pick this is probably my favorite my chemical romance song this is the ghost of you
So that was The Ghost of You by My Chemical Romance. I think that song is so fantastic um, and I always mean to listen to them a little bit more than I do um, nowadays. So up next I think is probably the ultimate like throwback song and I don't even think this is exclusive to people who had an emo phase. Uh, I think this is the ultimate throwback song of all time and is I'm gonna say the band and you're gonna know what song it is and it's by Jimmy Eat World. Um, this song just I think is like the quintessential sound of sort of like the 2000s um, for so many people especially people of like our sort of generation and by our generation I mean people who are like around my age I'm 21 um, uh, this song is just universally loved in my opinion I remember uh, Jimmy Eat World did a tour to Glasgow I think in like 2017 and me and one of my friends were really considering getting tickets just to go and see this song um, live and I still think that would have been a fantastic decision um, I, I don't know what else to say about this song really I don't have any fun stories about it I just think that everyone listening is going to absolutely love this track and I think it's an absolute banger I think it's one of the most nostalgic songs of all time and I think it will never get old so this is Jimmy Eat World with The Middle Be 
But another one that's doing the rounds on TikTok just now, um, and actually so much so that it prompted Bringing the Horizon to get a TikTok account and post um, Jordan Fisher posted about the, how they produced this song, and I was absolutely shocked by it. So um, for those, it's Can You Feel My Heart? You'll hear it in a second, but the sort of main like melody sound and the like sort of instrumental for this track, I honestly always thought was like a really cool a really cool like guitar sound or some really fancy like fun production on like a piano or like some kind of synth or something and basically Jordan Fisher was showing it and it's actually this is insane they literally sampled one part of Ollie Sykes vocals on this track and just like and um mapped it to a keyboard and then played it and I can't believe that's what the sound is and now I can't hear the song without like noticing it and I think it's so clever um, and I would never have known that if they hadn't posted that TikTok so I'm very appreciative for this song doing the rounds on TikTok because I learned something new about this song and I love this song I think it's still one of my favorite bring me tracks
so that was Bring Me the Horizon there with Can You Feel My Heart, which in my opinion is an absolute banger and a really timeless song from the sort of 2010s, early 2010s kind of emo music that was about. Um, and as I said, is doing the rounds on TikTok just now, so it's nice to see that it's getting a bit of a uh, renaissance. Um, coming up next is another track that I think um, I'm picking because it was just like quite a definitive moment in sort of 2010, 2000s um, emo music. And that is the first track that Fallout Boy dropped um, after their hiatus ended. So for those of you who were around at the time, um, Fallout Boy went on a hiatus, I think in 2009. And it was sort of indefinite, so no one really knew if they were coming back and if they were, when it would be. Um, and they actually came back and I think I think this is 2012, it could be 2013. Um, and they released a song. It's, the song is My Songs Know What You Did In The Dark. Um, and I just think this was like such a defining moment of that sort of era of this type of music. Um, because, you know, Fall Out Boy were so beloved and... Um, no one knew where they were going to come back, and um, and then they did. So I thought I would I would play that in a sort of similar vein to um, talking about my chemical romance breaking up as being quite a defining moment of this sort of culture. And I remember so vividly when this song dropped. It was such a massive deal. Um, and I remember the same day I went to an all time low concert. I think it was my first all time low concert, and they played a Fallout Boy song. Um, you know, when they are sort of the intermission between the support act leaving the stage and the band coming on stage and they're like playing music one of the songs they played was a fallout by track and everyone lost their minds because it had just been announced that they were uh, ending their hiatus and coming out with new music so i think this one is just such a key moment this is set, like sets in my mind as like akin to my chemical romance breaking up as such a, a pivotal moment in the sort of 2010s emo music scene um and this album, I think it was called Save Rock and Roll, if I remember correctly. This was a classic album when it came out. I just remember everyone loving it so much. I went to the tour for it. There were so many hits from it, like uh, the Young Volcanoes one. And there was the track that I loved the most was the one that featured Courtney Love. Um, and this album just sticks in my mind so much from that sort of era. And I really wanted to honour that with this song, which I just so distinctly remember when it came out. So this is Fall Out Boy with My Songs Know What You Did In The Dark.
my songs know what you did in the dark by fallout boy there just as i said an absolute pivotal moment in the sort of 2010s emo music scene by you know such champions of that sort of genre and coming up now is the end of my uh, i want to say specialist hour but it's honestly just sort of an like throwback tunes um so the end of my sort of pop punk emo throwback tunes is what i think is maybe the definitive song from this era uh, you might already have an idea of what it is maybe you know make your guesses now and you'll see if you're right um this song came out in 2005 maybe even a bit earlier than that um and this has absolutely stood the test of time this song is still talked about is still played is still listened to is still memefied to this day um there is so much you can do with this song and its music video and I just think it's honestly so iconic that uh, I could not I couldn't not play it. Uh, and this band I used to love, I don't listen to at all anymore, actually. Um, but this was easily my favourite album of theirs, um, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, which came out in 2005. I loved so many of the tracks on that. Um, a couple of them were like some of my favourite songs of all time back in the day. Um, so yeah, I think as a band who have changed up their sound so much, I think that their first album was probably their best. Um, and I just don't think they'll ever be re ever really be able to live up to the high of it, but I suppose they can try. So I'm sure you've probably guessed what song this is by now, but if you haven't, this is uh, Panic at the Disco with I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Oh, well imagine as I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear in exchanging of words What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter But what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is on I chime in with the heavens you people ever heard of Closing a goddamn door No, it's much better to face these kinds of things With a sense of poison Technically our marriage is saved
at the disco there with I Write Sins Not Tragedies which uh, I argued is the most definitive sound sounding song of that sort of 2000s, 2010s emo era um, but I will give a quick shout out to uh, Welcome to the Black Parade which I actually totally forgot about when I said that and I think maybe some people listening to this might, uh, might disagree with me that I Write Sins Not Tragedies is definitive because Welcome to the Black Parade still stands the test of time, it's still really iconic and it's still memefied a lot especially on TikTok nowadays with the sort of people playing the G on the piano um, so yeah, I just thought I would I would quickly clarify that. And I also realise I have no idea if he's saying poise and rationality or if he's saying poisoned rationality. And I don't know why it's never occurred to me in 10 years to clarify that. But uh, if anyone wants to weigh in with what they think it is, I'd be very interested to hear it. So um, for those of you who don't know, because this is the first pub show of the semester, I will explain a little bit. The Fresh Air Music team meet once a week. We meet on Wednesdays. If you're interested in coming along, please do. Um, it's like a Zoom link. It'll be on Facebook every Wednesday so that you can check it out. Um, we all bring our favourite tracks that were released in the past month, we all listen to them and then we all rate them out of five and then the top ten highest rated tracks form our top ten for that week which are played on the Hub Show the week after. So yeah, that is a little bit about the process. So the tracks that you've already heard before my Taylor Swift and before my emo stuff were uh, tracks number ten to number three and we saved the last two for the end of the show uh, as a little bit of suspense, I won't lie, it's to keep you listening and to keep you excited and on the edge of your seat. So. For those of you who are interested, the moment has now come. This is our top two tracks from the past couple of months. Um, and starting us off at number two is actually a collaboration between two artists that we have interviewed as part of our Fresh Air Edinburgh interview series. So the first artist on this track is George IV. I'm going to say George IV, uh, sort of like the bridge or as I realise, uh, the king. The King George IV. I can't believe my first point of reference is the bridge in Edinburgh, but anyway. He is a fellow Edinburgh student. He produces super fun garage music um, and he had a track out the end of last year called You Don't Need to Fall, which was featured in one of our top tens last semester. Um, he has an interview with our incredible music team member, Rafaela, about his music, his inspirations, and how he got into producing UK Garage as an American, because that's quite rare. Uh, and you can check that interview out on freshair.radio. It's a really good one. Please go and read it. Um, secondly, we have Jack Storm. He's a South African musician, and he makes music with like a massive range of influences from like alt rock to lo-fi to 90s hip hop. You can read more about him and his interview with our incredible music team member, Eric. And you can read that also on freshair.radio. This absolute banger from both of them came out on New Year's Day this year. It was an instant hit with the music team. Uh, we were all having such a dance to it. Yeah, and I'm not, so I'm not at all surprised that it came so high this week. So this is George IV and Jack Storm with K Paso. I got all the time in the world if I'm waiting 
Our number two spot this week that was Jack Storm and George the Fourth with K Paso, an absolute banger and really, really loved by the music team. At number one this week, uh, we're sort of cheating the system slightly, like I sort of hinted at earlier. This release actually came out last September, um, but we loved this one too much to pass up on, and we did not listen to it back in September when we were still having music team meetings. This track is a collaboration between Slow Tie and James Blake, um, two huge names in the UK music scene right now and also both like real fresh air favourites. So it is no wonder that this has done so well for us and that we were sort of willing to cheat a little bit for it. Um, the track is a really nice sort of softer style from Slow Tie. It works really well with James Blake's usual, usual chill vibes. They sort of discuss the breakdown of relationship and they try to work out sort of what went wrong and who was responsible. Um, and Slow Tie actually dedicated uh, the song to the memory of his late brother when it was released and it's a really lovely one to do that thing for, I think. I want to talk a little bit of admin here. So um, Felix, our amazing head of news, uh, he has started a weekly newsletter that will go out every single week as an email um, and it'll have loads of different features and one of the things in it is something that I'm doing and that's a little bit about our track of the week as a fresh music team. So um, last week's newsletter featured this track in it so if you want to learn a tiny little bit more about this track um, or if you want to learn a little bit more about any of our future number ones please subscribe to the newsletter um, and we're trying to get a link on the Fresher website sorted but I think right now the best way you can go 
do it and go subscribe to the newsletter is if you go to the Fresh Air News Twitter account, there should be a tweet somewhere with like a MailChimp, MailChimp sign up. Um, and that's a good thing to do because you'll learn a little bit more about our number one each week. And you will also get access to it app before the Hub Show. So if you're interested in knowing what the number one is before the Hub Show comes out and you want to know a little bit of my thoughts on it and what the track might be about or who the track might be by, then uh, definitely please go and sign up for that mailing list. The newsletter is incredible. It features so many amazingly talented writers and it has such a wide range of things in it. There will definitely be something that will interest you. But this is all I have time for. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and putting up with uh, my absolute chaos of uh, Taylor Swift debates and emo music. Yeah, and I hope you've enjoyed the top 10 this week. We've had some really solid top 10s this year. Our music team is incredible. They bring amazing picks every single week and I've learned and I have discovered so much music from it and I hope the listeners have too. So um, that's all I have time for. I, we will be back next week, the same time, Fridays, 4 to 6 p.m. Hopefully I will not be alone next week and you will not have to put up with my antics again. I will be back with Tom, our head of music, to talk about our amazing top 10 for next week as well, which we have already decided on. And also please don't forget that if you have anything you would like to talk about on the Hub Show to get in, cu- to get in touch with us. This track came out in September. It is by Slow Tie, James Blake, and it also features uh, Mount Kimby. And this track is called Feel Away. So that's bye from me. Thank you so much for everyone for listening, and I will see you next week on the Music Team Hub Show. We don't go on dates, we went our separate ways, and we don't conversate. She said I'm playing games. She said she feels trapped, stuck up in this fish maze. How you been? I've been better than yesterday, and it was just a day. You know I don't complain, standing in the rain, soaking wet, trying to demonstrate that I don't feel away. I never hesitate. What's on your mind? Can you say what you're thinking, babe? I'm too sure for my pockets, not as bollocks. Walking through my mind, it's a forest, don't get lost again Said you want a cottage with a fireplace Sitting by the fire with marshmallows in a chocolate fake You felt low, I took you higher than a note from a wire And still you got the cheek to even try and call me liar One up, one up in the oven, trying to trap me in my wire Put a baby in your stomach if that's what you desire Desire, 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 desire Suddenly the half a man I used to be But truthfully in half a shit could it be It's not you so I guess it's me It's not you so I guess it's me Suddenly the half a man I used to be But truthfully in half a shit could it be It's not you so I guess it's me this time out, 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 have one hand free. This has nothing to do with me. I leave the dent in my car.